Hi, I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly, where my intention for the show is to help you to show up in the world with humility, impartiality, open-mindedness, compassion, and without contention. Now, the latter is sometimes very difficult, and my approach as a coach to self-mastery is an intersection of self-examination, the neuroscience of transformational coaching, and my ongoing study and contemplation of the Tao Te Ching, which forms the foundation of the philosophy I'm developing for human heartedness in, in personal leadership, how we lead our lives. Are gay men required to forgive themselves for homophobia? For, for how they feel about themselves. Do, do gay men need to somehow say, you know, I'm sorry to myself that I've played the straight acting card or anything like that in the past? Well, it's an interesting question. Of course, the concept of gay shame could be applied to, you know, the various ways we identify as queer in the LGBTQ spectrum, but specifically gay shame as, as a term um, that was written quite extensively in the book, The Velvet Rage. And I've, I've written about in, in, and spoken about in quite a number of podcasts and articles. And this sort of came out of uh, a podcast I did way back when, a year and a half ago, called Is Forgiveness of Homophobia a Gay Male Gift? Now, somebody responded to my article from Sissy Boys to Straight Acting Gay Men, Forgiveness and Self-Acceptance Starts with Understanding Our Gay Shame. And, well, I'm going to read what he wrote. And Listen without any judgment, because that's how I responded. Because saying to another, I'm a gay man, I also identify as queer, but to saying to somebody that they have to forgive themselves for homophobia could be really triggering for a couple of different reasons, unless you really understand what's being shared, what's being explained. So this uh, person responded to the article saying, I don't agree with the premise of this article, that gay men have to learn to forgive themselves. The act of self-forgiveness is often promoted as a panacea for life's ills, in this case, self-shaming as gay men. And I'll just interject here, that's definitely something we see with a lot of gay men, gay people who, you know, don't see themselves so well represented in society, maybe don't quite have the level of self-esteem um, about who they are and how they can show up and, and embrace them, themselves and be authentically themselves and shame themselves. Back to um, the comment from the person. Self-forgiveness suggests that some wrong has been perpetuated by me. It hasn't. Gay men have done nothing wrong in their self-identity. The homophobic views and attitudes of gay men towards their own sexuality have been forged by external sources, media, hatred, faiths, conservatives, the medical profession, and the list goes on. They have committed the abuse and mistreatment of gay men and others of diverse genders and sexuality. Gay men have done nothing wrong, and there is nothing to forgive themselves for. Once gay men accept that they have done nothing wrong in the acceptance of their sexuality, they can move forward or towards living a fulfilling life. It's up to those who have done the wrong to say sorry. So there's definitely some really thoughtful and legitimate 
um, points to make here. And I want to read what I wrote, but also start with the first paragraph of that article he was responding to, in which I wrote, Forgiveness allows you to live in the now, to have the self-worth, to be able to let go of your past and all the transgressions you may have suffered, but not to condone or forget the actions of others. Now, I say that without referring to any gender or sexual identity, because that's how I would term what forgiveness is. And I think this is the kind of discussion that everyone needs to have, regardless of how they identify or whom they're attracted to. Now, I go on to say that gay men can lead humanity with a new model of forgiveness through their own self-exploration of gay shame and internalized homophobia, evolving as men who understand and embrace the dichotomy of masculine and feminine energies. Now, that's often very much the challenge for men in general, and then more so gay men, and then perhaps also for trans men, in that we have an identification in society of how men are supposed to act, and then how boys are, are, are taught very often to stop showing affection, to stop you know hugging um, and maybe touching their other friends who are also boys, you know, for the fear that they may turn out to be too intimate or perhaps turn out to be gay or a sissy. Now, I make it very clear what I mean by the forgiveness of homophobia, and it's kind of a complex way, but a different perspective of looking at things. So let me share what I wrote. So I address uh, the person and I say, there's a subtlety in the understanding of what I've written about forgiveness that you may not have quite seen. And I invite you to read the article again, but I will refer to two early paragraphs. So quoting my own article, for many gay men, we had to learn how to forgive ourselves when we first came out of the closet. We have to forgive ourselves for how we mistreated our authentic identity. We were forced, without the ability to discern otherwise, the lies that convinced us we were somehow abnormal or a sinner in the eyes of some random god. Close quote. That's very much an experience I had, uh, realizing I was different. Uh, I was born in 1965. I had the earliest awareness that I was different at five years old. And then growing up in that entire period, not coming out officially to a few close friends after high school was finished in 1984. But throughout that period, there was no representation anywhere for me. There was also no internet. (laughs) We had a black and white television at home because color TV was really expensive. We did not have cables. Uh, uh, We, I believe, got three channels and two or three UHF channels. And if you don't know what uh, UHF is, go look it up. (laughs) Uh, Very old school. And if anyone gay was represented in the media, and there's some interesting documentaries out right now. There's one on Apple TV. Um, I think it's called Out on Screen or something like that. And then there's Disclosure, which is about uh, trans identity and trans people representation in, in TV and movies. I grew up at a time where if I saw someone gay identified 
in a movie or television. Um, they were a sissy. They were the butt of the joke. Or they were a very minor character that just sort of carried along some sort of a comedy show. Or they suffered some sort of abuse. Or they were killed. That was the representation I had. And that is a representation more lately, more currently, that most trans people see of themselves represented in the media and in real life as well. So I go on to further say that to overcome shame of any kind, we need to understand where this shame came from. You know, gay shame is perpetuated outside of ourselves. We're taught to feel bad about who we are by society in general because we're not supposed to be gay or be represented within the patriarchy, within the status quo, within the male-dominated capitalist structure of society, at least in North America. And when we observe these social norms as children, without being told otherwise, we may end up closeting our true selves, our identity, so that we can fit in and so that we can pass. And this is exactly what I did. And the damage is something that we need to forgive ourselves for whenever we officially come out and start to recognize we're valuable, we're worthwhile, we're human, just like anyone else. We deserve to have the self-esteem and, and, and you know, move towards like a transcendent life, meaning we are just joyful and expressing the greatest amount of well-being possible and, and living it. So when I say we need to forgive ourselves, it's not because we did something bad to ourselves, but for having been taught to buy into that prejudiced model when we didn't have perhaps the intellectual capacity to question it. When you're a child or an adolescent, neuroscience seems to say that it's not until about 25 where really your brain is sort of fully formed in the sense of um, the development of the size of your brain and uh, any more sort of growth of the brain itself. So you take in the world around you and try and find a way to fit into it or mirror it. And if that world shows you that you're wrong, you're going to believe it. And this is the subtle aspect of forgiveness that I'm espousing, that I'm trying to explain in this idea. It's a form of being able to let go of the attachment to the shame itself, especially when that shame feels like your own fault. And this is the need for self-forgiveness, to recognize that how we felt or feel within shame and, and gay shame specifically is not our fault, because we, we would have internalized that it was our fault for how many years before we had the opportunity to face the root, the reason for that shame even coming into existence and how that was imparted to us to experience that as wrong and that we should feel bad about ourselves for wanting to have those feelings that would make us identify as being gay or being attracted to men sexually. One other point in the article I say, we may still struggle with the challenge of forgiving homophobia when we are triggered to feel the shame of how we felt when we lived in the closet. That period of time in adolescence when we didn't know how to overcome the guilt of both external and self-inflicted harm. When you think about it, that's awful. Self-inflicted harm because we're seeing what 
society is showing. We might not be able to put our finger on it or identify it. You know, certainly I saw messages that were saying gay is bad. I remember when I was a young boy reading about uh, uh, what was happening in California uh, with Anita Bryant and her uh, anti-homophobia campaign and, and claiming that, you know, gay teachers were going to want to, you know, have do bad things to the children. Uh, I remember in Toronto when the, the shoe shine boy, Emmanuel Jacques, was murdered and then the three men or the two men who were found out uh, to have murdered him also sexually abused him. Everything that went around in the news at that time scared the fuck out of me because I thought that either this is going to happen to me, I was going to be abused, I was going to be raped, I was going to be molested, maybe killed, or I might grow up to be like one of those men who per- per- who perpetuated that kind of violence on the young boy. That was my worldview because that's what I saw. And no one at the time said to me that this is not what a gay man is. The news didn't say it. My parents, who were very loving, we didn't have a conversation about this. I think probably because when I saw this and read about this, I was trying to pretend I wasn't seeing it so that I wouldn't be observed externally by somebody thinking, if he's looking at this, maybe this is a gay boy. So I didn't draw attention to myself, but I internalized that fear for years. And, you know, I would say any gay man or any gay man, especially 40 or older, will have some sort of a potentially an acute experience about this, unless they were really fortunate to be brought up in a family that very early on had the wisdom, had the insight to either teach the openness of gender and sexual identification or saw in their child that they might be different from the other boys and tell them that that was okay. So to wrap, you know, this is where in this instance around gay shame and forgiving ourselves for gay shame, thinking of forgiveness as a much deeper way of letting go and in particular, letting go of the labels associated with our ego that are created from that defensive position of I, me and mine. If we hold on to anger about shame, we will always be attached to it. Forgiving ourselves for it, not because we are the transgressor, but because forgiveness is freeing of the burden. This act of letting go by accepting what has happened, while at the same time not condoning it, allows us to more easily and actively evolve and and just simply move forward in life. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or you want to make a comment, I'd love to hear your thoughts, what you have to say, perhaps your own story, how you've experienced gay shame, how you've overcome it, or if you're still struggling with it, please, it's a safe place for you to share that information. And I would be more than happy to have a discussion or leave a comment um, that might help you move forward. As always, thanks for listening and think queerly.